Welcome to What's Cooking Palm Beach with Chef David Pantone, Dean of the Lincoln Culinary Institute in West Palm Beach, also known as the Food Dude. Chef Pantone has been serving up amazing meals and desserts at some of the finest hotels and restaurants in New York City, Miami, and Palm Beach for most of his life. Now let's head into the kitchen with What's Cooking Palm Beach, sponsored by Lincoln Culinary Institute, a division of Lincoln College of Technology. Welcome to What's Cooking Palm Beach here on News Radio 1290 WJNO. Joel Malkin here with uh, my friend and yours, the uh, Dean of Lincoln Culinary Institute in West Palm Beach, Chef David Pantone. Good afternoon. Welcome to the kitchen. What a great show we have planned for today. I've got to tell you, and you didn't tell me about this, this is something I saw on uh, Channel 5 and Channel 29, our, our partners uh, for WJNO, our news partners. I happened to be watching, and you did a little grilling segment for the holiday weekend. Uh, with uh, one of the beautiful uh, reporters there, you did. A, you were talking about the five things, I guess it was that you uh, that you couldn't uh, that, that people probably wouldn't think of grilling. And um, it's funny because one of the things on there, I said I eat that, and it was the uh, is it Mrs. Chung's or whatever the uh, I, I eat the chicken egg rolls, and I saw those. I said I eat those. She came to me with, hey, I have an idea for a segment. It's called Five Things You You Probably Never Grilled Before or something. I said that sounds great because I never did that before. Yeah. So I'm always looking for the challenge. So you kudos know? to you, man. I just wanted. To get started Thanks. with that. It Good came job out with real that. nice, too. She produced that and directed it. Yes. Awesome job. Good job. All right. Um, so here we are. It's What's Cooking Palm Beach, and it is a show uh, all about what? Food. Of course. Food. Glorious food. And today we have lots of great food in the radio studio kitchen here, which makes me happy as always. Something that you'll even eat over there. What is this? You're on not going to uh, eat that piece. We have a bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich, and there's something. Uh, what is this, tomato? That's a beautiful dried tomato. And I'm going to take a bite tomato. of this as you're talking. For real, you're going to eat the tomato. Tim Lipman, <laughs> you just earned like a, a fifth star nice. or something. That's a nice tomato, right? <laughs> food, glorious food, cooking, eating, cooking techniques, food education, food in the news, food events, super foods, fun with food, everything about food so that, A, I can enjoy myself because that's really about me, and B, maybe you'll learn just one little thing that will inspire you to try something new. How cool and, is that? And C, so that I can eat. Okay, we'll go with that too. <laughs> All right, and because it is a show about food, um, and uh, you know, we we set out the show and what's coming up in menu form. So, what's on today's menu? Today on the menu, the first course, the little chef's special coming out to you. Our Emu's Bush is an interview with one of my great graduates from Lincoln Culinary Institute, Florida Culinary Institute. His name is Chef Tim Lipman, and he's the chef owner. Those are two huge words put together, right. two whole separate jobs put together in one title. And that's why he probably works to at least 80 hours a week as the chef owner of the Culinary Cafe on Donald Ross Road. And we're going to delve more into that with, with deep, uh, Tim in a little bit deep, as well. Deep, deep, deep. For the appetizer, we'll do our usual superfood. We'll spin the big wheel and see what great, amazing, healthy, nutritious food we're going to talk about. The main course of the day is called... Honest, fresh, simple, refined, right? I saw that on Tim's menu, and I said, boom, that's easy. That's the name of the show because this, this uh, main course is going to be all about honest food from honest purveyors and farmers and fishermen and everything prepared by an honest and a fresh, simple, refined chef in his great restaurant. It's going to be awesome. We have a sh uh, tale from the chef's side, and this one's called Better with Bacon, and that's uh, a f motto flowing throughout the day. Then we'll have the intermezzo. We have a question from a listener. 
And this is Al from Port St. Lucie asks, what's the best cheese for mac and cheese? And I think at Culinary Cafe, you have an amazing mac and cheese. Maybe we'll work that into there, too. And then for dessert, we have a, a whole flight of different desserts, including things about the school and the cafe protege, food in the news, and uh, some local events. All right, great. So let's let's get going. Let's get uh, started with the show and uh, uh, officially introduce him, uh, the uh, chef and owner of Culinary Cafe, which, by the way, I, I, I love that. Yeah, title. dig That's that name, cool. don't you? C-O-O-L. Inary Cafe, uh, and, and my friends at Cool 105.5, Mo and Sally actually uh, uh, go in there quite a bit as well. They were just in there the other day. They're they, the cool uh, posted on Facebook. DJs, uh, chef, yeah, chef and owner Tim Lippman is here. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, no, man. Thanks for coming and bringing uh, bringing some food. Is this uh, is this from from you or is this from Chef's House? These uh, sandwiches that this you brought. This is from Chef Tim. Uh, that is indeed from me. Tell stop us what you brought here. Well, we stopped by the restaurant this morning and uh, thought maybe you guys would want a little bit of breakfast. So, made a uh, little bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich. A little house dehydrated tomato, jalapeno cheddar bread. Uh, farm fresh eggs and uh, great bacon from a small smokehouse I use. You know, I, I got to tell you, I so I have this in front of me. Chef Pantone put you know a piece in front of me when I first when you first came in. You said, "Yeah, bacon, egg, cheese." I was on board, and you said tomato. I'm like, "Oh man, I don't eat tomato. <laughs> I don't like raw tomato. I love ketchup, spaghetti sauce. I just don't like raw tomato." So I looked at it and I said, "Well, this doesn't look all that raw." So I took a bite. And it's actually good. Nice. So um, it's dehydrated, like. Like a grape, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So kind, of, kind of like a raisin. Good flavor to like it. I would raisin, have never thought no. of putting that on a. So that's how the sandwich comes at Culinary Cafe. Well, that's actually just breakfast. That's not on the menu. You guys got <laughs> oh, something wow. special, special today. Right. <laughs> yes, yes, we it's love from that. The chefs too. Yeah. Um, all right, so we're going to talk about your restaurant in a little bit. We also want to get you to spin the uh, the uh, wheel of superfoods, and uh, but first, I do want to you know kind of get to know you a little bit. So um, first of all, give us your background. Where are you from? Where were you born? I was born in Central Florida. Grew up in Brevard County. Mm-hmm. I uh, started working back there in kitchens, washing dishes, working prep in the country clubs, um, going on to my 20th year now, cooking in the kitchens. Moved down to South Florida back in 2000, graduated from Florida Culinary Institute 2001, and um, just kind of been cooking around town, you know, mm-hmm. work, working under some great chefs with some great people, learning as much as I can. And uh, three years ago, this past March, my wife and I opened up Culinary Cafe. Three years ago, so it's just over three years uh, old, and yeah, that's awesome. Um, so, all right, so let's strip back to your little boy or whatever age it was when you decided that this is something you wanted to do. What what gave you that bug? Well, you know, I'll be all, all honest with you. 15 years old, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew that I most, needed to make some don't. money, you know? <laughs> right. um, I, I, I grew up in a cooking family. My, my grandma, she cooked every day, every night, uh, weekends, Sundays, cooked all day, mm. Um and uh, started working in the kitchens, 15 years old, uh, needed to make some money, wanted to buy a car, you know, like all the other teenagers out there. And uh, ended up kind of being kind of good at it, you know, um, enjoying it more than anything. Right. And the uh, high pace, that adrenaline, those sometimes naughty words people were saying in the kitchen. You know what? There's a whole different uh, way of life working in a kitchen. There really, really is. And, and uh, like he said, you know, it, it's intense. It's fun. It's hot. It's loud. It's quick. Um, and, and it's exciting. 
It was mm. always exciting. And I, I've been fortunate enough over, over many years to, to be able to have people that always pushed me, who uh, always gave me an opportunity to create a little bit. You know, I remember uh, my, my first creative bid there working in the country clubs was Staff Meal. Oh, that's the it, best. That's what you get to play with. You mean staff meal? What does that mean? So staff meal is something that you you know you provide for staff all. Staff meal of, gets me so you, excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you provide it for everybody there working, and I I still do a staff meal to this day in my little mom so and pop restaurant. Something you make for, for the folks that work yeah, for you, yeah, but it's absolutely. not on the menu. Not on the menu. It's something that you. So, so we could uh, consider this uh, this bacon egg and cheese uh, and tomato sandwich uh, being the staff meal. Absolutely, today. that is staff meal today. Yeah. Um, and who's and, your biggest critics? Especially when you're the new kid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they're yeah. going to tell you right up, bro, this is terrible. Oh, yeah. Don't ever do no this doubt. again. No <laughs> doubt. I, I used to, you know, I was That's working in the country clubs, and I would, I would have to make staff meal, meal for yeah. the grounds crew. And the grounds crew is a really? good, a good <laughs> they, 50 people. And they would complain? Oh, my God. If they didn't like it, they would come back, and they would tell you in a heartbeat, this was terrible, Tim. But but you've got but, <laughs> yeah. but to I, I hate to say it, but that's good for you because you yeah, won't do that yeah, again. Absolutely. Well, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna, Tim, little Timmy, you burned the thing. Guess yeah, what? You're not going to yeah. do that tomorrow. I was going to yeah. ask, do you like it's to good. experiment, though? I mean, you got to experiment and th- you know, throw some stuff against the wall and see what sticks, so to speak, right? Every day. Yeah. Every day you got to experiment a little bit. Um, How often are you are you doing that and finding something new to throw on the menu? Well, culinary. what's unique about culinary, our menu changes twice a day. Oh, really? So, okay. So we're, we're definitely getting onto that creative side of things. Uh, you, you walk in the door and you're creating a lunch menu. And uh, then you got your nighttime crew comes in. They're there by about noon. They're creating your nighttime menu. Oh, wow. And then we turn around and do it all over again the next day. Yeah, I was there last Thursday, somewhere like 4 o'clock. Yeah, and you so had said, an email. You put that. an email out and you listed like 15 things that you ate there. I'm like, <laughs> how is this guy not overweight? <laughs> You're like, this is good. This is good. This is good. I'm like, wow. And so I said, let me see the menu. And it was still had all the handwriting on it, right? It had not been even put into the computer yet. That's yeah, how most fresh likely, the menu yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. we handwrite it every day and then sit down with and type you. it. He said, no, who you can't take that one. Yeah. That's the one. <laughs> Wow. So it yeah. really changes. Awesome. It, you, you keep that creative bug going, and, um, you know, it, uh, it it gets easier over time. You know, a lot of people ask, you know, how is it that, that you guys are able to come up with this? And, you know, first off, it takes a team. You know, nobody's going to do this on their own. And uh, second of all, it's it, it's it's really about kind of training your brain, you know. Um, stay active in it. You yeah. know, yeah, you know, stay active in it and, and constantly do it and pull a little bit of inspiration from everywhere. And, and you're able to walk in that door and have a few ideas. All right, great, yeah. great. Well, we're gonna we're gonna uh, talk some more about you and and of course about uh, Culinary Cafe, which by the way you can find right on Donald Ross Road in uh, the Palm, officially Palm Beach Gardens. Uh, so that's the one side of the road that's gardens versus the other side that's Jupiter. <laughs> yep, yep, absolutely. So it's opposite uh, opposite the side from uh, Abacoa. Yes. So that would be the Jupiter side, and you're on the garden side. So uh, you can check them out. How, how can they find it online? Uh, you can go to culinarycafe.com. We're also uh, Twitter handle Culinary Cafe. Yeah. Also have an Instagram and Facebook, all Culinary Cafe. All right, all right. And uh, by the way, uh, this is once again what's cooking Palm Beach. If you ever have a um, a question uh, about a topic or you want to send in, you know, we're going to be taking an email later from a listener. Um, maybe next week we could be doing yours. So uh, write to what's cooking at chefpantone.com. And of course, chefpantone.com is where you can find all sorts of information out uh, about the show, all the uh, items that we talk about, uh, all the recipes, uh, and of course about Lincoln Culinary Institute. Uh, we're going to get to the wheel of superfoods. We're going to do that right after this on What's Cooking Palm Beach. 
If that sound gets your motor running, it's time for a career with a little extra horsepower. Lincoln College of Technology is now enrolling for hands-on automotive technology training. Learn the skills that can help you launch an automotive career today. Visit LincolnEDU.com. Welcome back to What's Cooking Palm Beach here on WJNO. It is time for our appetizer, and uh, that is our superfoods. We have a big wheel of superfoods, and uh, our guest, uh, Tim, is going to uh, going to spin that wheel. But before we do that, of course, uh, Chef Pantone, tell us about uh, superfoods. Right on. Superfoods is a whole category of foods that are just darn it, super, super nutritious for you. All the things you need to start inputting into your diet. And maybe you throw some old things out of your diet that don't fit into the superfood category. Twinkies. Was that subliminal or did you really say <laughs> that? <laughs> I was thinking that. Boy, we've been working together pretty well there. All right, but moder- moderation on the Twinkies. Have more more superfoods than Twinkies. You'll be headed in the right direction. Right? So superfoods, to hit the Chef Pantone list of superfoods, it needs to hit three criteria, three filters. First and foremost, it needs to be nutrient-dense, right? Calorie for calorie, ounce for ounce, jam-packed full of vitamins and or minerals and or uh, uh, phytonutrients, essential fatty acids, fiber, all these things that are good for you. It doesn't have to have all of them. It might just have one amazing amount of something that puts it in the superfood category. The second two filters needs to be affordable and available. Right? I want you to be able to run out to the grocery store as soon as the program's done today, buy some of these things, bring them home and play with them and eat them and start your way to a healthy lifestyle. Okay, so not really expensive, not really ver- uh, rare, just uh, affordable and available. So I think it's time. Yeah, Tim Lipman is here <clears throat> from uh, Culinary Cafe in uh, Palm Beach Gardens, and uh, you are going to spin this big wheel, young man. Joel, your favorites, Brussels sprouts. <laughs> Brussels sprouts. We've been talking about Brussels sprouts. They have not been a feature. We've had all of its cousins. Joel, tell me what's the category. It starts with a C uh, that the uh, Brussels sprouts fit into. I know you know this word. Uh, starts with a C. R. Oh, cru- cruciferous. Cruciferous. I got Joel to say cruciferous. <laughs> it's as job, if it Joel. was written in a, on a piece of paper in front of me. <laughs> I just wanted to remind you, right? So the Brussels sprouts fit into the cruciferous family, and so many of our powerhouse superfood, greeny foods fit into that family. Their cousins are, are kale, broccoli, cauliflower, cabbage, and collard greens. Almost each of those has been featured as a superfood. So we're running out of cruciferous vegetables. Why are the Brussels sprouts? I'm sorry, I'm still eating that amazing sandwich. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and it tastes pretty good. We'll be back there in a second. But why do they become uh, on my superfood list? Hugely high in vitamin C, really high in vitamin K. According to the USDA National Nutrient Database, one cup of raw Brussels sprouts, only 38 calories. So you could eat like 20 cups and still be good. Yes. <laughs> However, I don't really want to eat 20 cups of raw Brussels sprouts, so just to tell you the truth. But there's zero fat, zero, uh, eight grams of carbohydrates, three grams of protein, really nice amount of protein for a green vegetable. Now, we talk about raw Brussels. Are they really typically eaten raw? 
Uh, they can actually be eaten raw. I yeah. do a Brussels sprout slaw. You shred where it up I real fine. I shred it really yeah. fine. I toss it with a little bit of vinegar and some peaches. Hmm. And I it makes a fantastic yeah, slaw. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's not something that – and correct me if I'm wrong. That We were talking about experimenting. That isn't something that you saw at some restaurant somewhere and decided, oh, you know what, this might be good to try, was it? No, definitely not. Definitely yeah, not. That's something um, that you – where do you think of that? Well, Brussels sprout's like a cabbage, right? Yeah. You make coleslaw from cabbage. So then you take the Brussels sprout, you shave it like a cabbage, and you know, add a little bit of sweetness to it, a little bit of sour to it. So you now, just, now you've yeah, got a coleslaw. You said, you know what? This yeah. is like a cabbage. It's like a little mini cabbage. Let me do something with let it. Let me dissect yeah. that for a second because people think, oh, let me just throw a bunch of junk together. It'll be awesome. No, it won't. It'll be terrible probably. Tim can say that because he, in his mind, he knows exactly what cabbage tastes like. He knows exactly what the texture is, and then he can translate that to the Brussels sprout. All this stuff is happening inside right. of his mind, like mathematics, piecing it all together. But I'd, I'd like to comment on what you just said. Cooking with flavor is the most important thing. Yeah. It's not about cooking with an ingredient. If you know what it tastes like, yeah. and then you mix it with something else that you know what it tastes like, that's how you're going to build food. A it's little. not looking at it as an item. Hmm. Yeah, it's not a peach. It's X amount of sweetness within it. It's all those flavor profiles that he's got in his brain connecting them together. And you can tell when something's not going to taste good, too. Yeah. This is not hit and miss when you get when you get good at it. This is you know it's going to work, and then you just tweak it. Mm-hmm. Right? You'll write out all the ingredients and put it all together, and then you have to just tweak the little what you're going to do with it. But you're going to hit 90-something percent in your head and then put it together. That's the mind of a chef. Now, you talk about uh, a cup of Brussels sprouts being uh, really high in uh, vitamin C and K. We're looking at, what, 195% of your vitamin K daily intake and 125% of C. And then you've got uh, more, uh, 10% or more of vitamin A and uh, B6 and a bunch of other just stuff that's good for you. All good stuff for you. No, no other uh, bad preservatives, additives, nothing like that in there. And, well, uh, unless you fry it up with bacon. Yeah, right. Tim, I'm sure that coleslaw is <laughs> awesome. <laughs> However, we might want to do something else with it, too. Yeah. And um, we aren't really going to eat a cup of raw Brussels sprouts every day. It's just not going to happen. Right. So we find these gateways. We were using bacon as a gateway drug, huh? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think you do this, too. You make some Brussels sprouts with bacon in there? We, we do at times. Yeah, and I've been featuring that on the TV5 uh, news for 20 years on Thanksgiving, and that's like one of the items that people come back and forth. Wow, I never had Brussels sprouts before until I saw you do it with bacon, and now I want you to ease off on the bacon a little bit. How about that? Right. Mm-hmm. Or make sure you use a really, really good bacon when you do it, and uh, it'll be a little more healthier. So if you probably leave out some of the bacon, but wait a second. Even if you have bacon or something or butter or oils in there, you're still eating the Brussels sprouts. Yeah, right. That's the key. Yeah. So if you're not into it, don't leave out the Brussels sprouts and just eat the bacon. Get the, uh, get the superfood in there, too, right? Good for uh, fighting obesity, great for diabetes, keeps your heart healthy, and a beautiful, smooth complexion, right? The high vitamin C in the Brussels sprouts uh, fights against the uh, effects of the sun, effects of pollution in the air, and uh, gives you a nice, smooth skin. And, and all this is why the Brussels sprouts get a 980 on the superfood. 980, score. huh? Yeah, I mean, out of 1,000. That's pretty smoking good. Well, yeah. I got a mouthful of Brussels And again, yeah. it's, it's green, which, uh, which is one of the reasons why, A, I don't like it. Uh, but also, <laughs> no, I, I like some, I like some, vet, some le- uh, uh, lettuce. Okay, here's some, the green test. Kermit the Frog. Friend or, friend or foe? Well, I wouldn't eat him. You wouldn't eat him, but he's okay, right? Yeah. Okay, so you could love and respect him, but you just won't eat. I got you go. I okay. just wanted to check yes. where we stood there. You wouldn't eat frog legs? 
No. Oof. Are you surprised? They're not green, though. <laughs> um, not after you take the skin off. <laughs> all right. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the things that you could do with uh, our superfoods, some Brussels sprouts. And, again, I want to mention um, uh, we don't have time on this show to – you know, to sit here and go through a full recipe, and, and we've got several of them here. But you could go to uh, chefpantone.com, and the full recipes are up there, right, Chef? Yes, sir, right so, there for you. So tell us about this first one. Come on, pan-roasted Brussels sprouts, thick-cut bacon, red bell peppers, onions, a little bit of olive oil, salt, pepper. That's a lot of goodness right there in one skillet. Easy to make, too. You can also roast the Brussels sprouts. And in the oven, 400 degrees. This is a different recipe there. Just olive oil, salt, right? It doesn't need too many different ingredients. They taste pretty amazing. Our job is to bring out that amazingness, let it shine through, and not to cover it up with Velveeta cheese sauce and stuff like that. <laughs> Brussels sprouts with grapes, right? Uh, I like grapes. Sprouts, yeah. First, we uh, parboil the Brussels sprouts a little bit, get them going. Then we put it into a skillet, add a little olive oil, some garlic, some green onions. Let that go a couple minutes. At the very end, toss in some grapes and a little bit of butter. The texture. Can you taste it, Chef? You're shaking Absolutely. your head. You got that, right? Absolutely. You can taste the yeah. sweetness like going right through sweetness. the. like that sweetness. Yeah. Just as a little accent. Mm-hmm. Beautiful taste combination. I'm All still on the uh, website. Yeah, I'm still eating the. Uh, the jalapeno cheddar bread is and, fantastic. Know. Where's that come from, Chef? comes from Importico's Bakery up in Stewart. Uh, Joe up there does a fantastic job. Thank you, Joe. Yeah. Awesome job. We're going to talk about a lot of the um, the folks that uh, you, you get your foods uh, from and all of that. And we want to talk a little more about you and uh, some more about uh, Culinary Cafe. This has got to be the the coolest. Sorry, like, sorry, the <laughs> one of your top ten coolest. best ideas ever. Pun intended. Was that one of your the name? Was that one of your top ten best ideas ever all time? It, it definitely kind of ended up being that way. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, you know, but people people have have started to like it. That, that's for sure. <laughs> Where did you did you come up with it yourself or uh, my wife and I together? It, it's an old story, kind of a play on words that my wife and I have been together for many many years now, and um, you know it's something that that going back 15 years ago, we were kind of playing around with words and and yeah. then when we were trying to think of names for the restaurant we were it took a really long time and um, you it's know it's like naming a child yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you know and there's a lot of things you always want to make sure that you know people understand it that right you know you type into the old google box and not a whole bunch of other stuff comes up what better way than to just come up with a word and uh this just popped right into our head we we're like oh wow you know yeah. do we like it Kind of, you know, threw it around for a while, it's talked with some friends about it. It's not very pretentious. Wait, uh, exactly, good. exactly, and that that's yeah. that's kind of how it stuck. There were definitely some people in our family and our our friend circles that were like, "I cannot stand it." <laughs> really? And um, all right, I, I I have a quick story. So my yeah, I love my dad. Uh, my dad once uh, with my brothers many years ago, they had a sub shop. Twice my dad ran a, you know, like a delivery lunchtime sub shop in busy areas down in Broward where folks with businesses that were working, you know, that's who they mainly mm-hmm. cater to. Um, and the second incarnation, the second one was Hunger House. And I always thought that was a horrible name because to me, it sounded like a charity for, for people that were hungry, for poor people. Mm. And, and n- nothing against people like that and the charities that might have the. To me, if you're going to be a, just a sub shop, a sandwich shop, and you're, you know, just the word hunger doesn't sound right. It, it, it's a little deep. 
Right. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's a it's it, it's a little bit strong and deep hunger. Yeah. You know, and obviously they're yeah. out of business. <laughs> I, I, anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm laughing about the demise of my what's dad's in the business, name. What's in the name? It is yeah, a lot. A, a lot, lot is in the name. name. They, believe it or yeah. not, yeah. That's what's cooking Palm Beach here on WJNO uh, with uh, Joel Malkin here as Chef David Pantone, the dean at Lincoln Culinary Institute. We have uh, Chef Tim Lippman here. He is the uh, chef owner of Culinary Cafe Donald Ross Road in uh, Palm Beach Gardens. Let's let's talk about that, uh, Tim. Um, chef owner, because we have so many. You know, Chef Pantone comes in here and brings in every week. You know, so many different executive chefs. And what's the other one? Chef de, 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 chef de cuisine. Chef de cuisine. Sous chef. The sous chef. Um, but uh, a, and then we've had the, the owners of restaurants, corporate executive right. chefs. But but to have the owner who is also, I'm guessing, the head chef, um, that's got to be a lot on you. Why do you why do you take that on? Why do, why have you not uh, three years later? You've been in business three years, taken somebody and said, "Look, you're our head chef now. Um, I'll come in and, and cook when I can." But you know, t- tell me about what's what goes on there. Well, it, this all goes back to uh, what brought me, you know, to this point. That's just the love of cooking. You know, deep down inside, we're all just line cooks. Right. And Don't that's say just, you know, that, we're, that's, we're well, you know, I mean, that's what I want to do every day. I, like I still cook a world. line shift every single day in that kitchen, whether it be lunch or dinner. I'm going to leave here. I'm going to go to work and I'm going to cook a dinner shift. Um, that's what keeps it exciting. That's, so you, you wouldn't be happy wearing a suit and just sitting in meetings all the time talking about the menu or <laughs> yeah definitely not that, the that, that's not me well, for you have sure to worry about paying the bills you have to mm-hmm. do the payroll you have to make sure all that stuff that's the ho- owner part of it yeah you know my wife works front of the house <laughs> yeah. she does she awesome. she runs the front of the house and she actually you know she now, what, when you she say basically front of the house, handles a lot of that paperwork okay, God stuff bless you know your wife I, and my I, wife too yeah absolutely i i do my food cost numbers and and you know we're a good team together um, but it's also a small restaurant and that, that was kind of part of it. You know, we're 47 seats, keep it small, keep it manageable. And, uh, it makes life a lot easier. When you say front of the house, uh, because we are uh, talking to folks that didn't go to Lincoln Culinary Institute and how dare you. Um, but, <laughs> but what, what is exactly does that mean? So front of the house, she handles all the customers. She handles the floor staff, uh, you the know, hostess, sit, scheduling reservations, waiters. hostessing, okay. uh, all of that stuff. She she runs the floor. She's a lifetime server herself, so she, awesome. she's been there. She's done that. You ever let her cook? Um, she actually does at cook. the restaurant. I mean. when, when we first opened, she was our pastry chef. Right. You, go. you know, That's you want to talk about ta- taking on something? She was the pastry chef, owner, and front of the house manager. That's a duty. All right. Well, we're going to remind me to. I, I know we don't have an official menu here because you said your menu changes twice daily. We're going to talk about some of the pastries because I'm interested, even though you didn't bring any. But it's okay, Tim. We'll, <laughs> we'll forgive me. Maybe I'll have Mo and Sally hook me up with some uh, next time they, or I'll pop in. Um, what, so, so, yeah, give us a little more about so somebody that's never been into a culinary cafe. I, I get to this area a lot. I, you know, Abacoa. I've uh, emceed some events there and whatnot, and I've I've been around there. Um, but I've never been to your establishment, so tell me more about Culinary Cafe. I walk in, what am I going to see? Uh, you're going to walk in, first thing you're going to see is our uh, open kitchen, right in the middle of the dining room. We want to cook right in front of you. Uh, we got some soft colors, some clean lines, a little sliver of a restaurant, 47 seats, uh, a good atmosphere, live music. Um, 
you know, we're, we're not playing the elevator music out of the speakers or anything like that. It's definitely, we, we like to have a lot of fun. You know, you'll hear uh, anything from blues to rock and roll to some old school hip hop. We, we have a really good time with it. Um, and, and then you, you'll see a great floor staff. They're very welcoming. Um, they, they buy into the whole system. They have a good time. The chefs are open. They have fun too. You know, you, you can sit down, chat with us and uh, talk about food, talk about what you want to eat. It, it's a pretty cool atmosphere. Yeah, if I come in and, and, and there's something that I want that's not on the menu that moment, within reason? Within reason, we're always willing to work with people, no doubt. Okay. So um, I'm not going to be like Elvis and get, hey, you get a fried peanut butter and a sandwich later. Yeah. What? Elvis would get one. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it, yeah, definitely. <laughs> we, we're always willing to work, you know. Um, but I will say this is that with, with that menu changing as much as it does, there's always a little something on there. You know, if you give us an opportunity to kind of sell you on a product, most of the time you're going to enjoy what you're getting. We've got a wide variety of items. Um, it, it's very diverse uh, in, in, in culture and in styles. Uh, we got some healthy foods on there. We also have some stuff that, you know, the gluttony side of us would really seem to enjoy. It's a beautiful thing. We're going to um, get back to, to the amuse bouche here and talk more about uh, uh, Chef Lippman. Chef owner, right Tim on. Littman of Culinary Cafe. We're going to talk about uh, your relationship with the farmers and the vendors. Also, you uh, uh, recently did some uh, work with uh, one of our other guests recently. And we're going to talk all about that when we come back right after this on What's Cooking Palm Beach here on WJNO. Training in skilled trades like HVAC prepares you for careers that build America. Start now at Lincoln College of Technology. At their West Palm Beach campus, you can gain technical skills and practical knowledge in refrigeration fundamentals, residential climate control, basic electricity, and more. Visit LincolnEDU.com for student consumer information and to schedule a campus tour. Lincoln College of Technology for careers that build America. Visit LincolnEDU.com today. Welcome back. It is What's Cooking Palm Beach on WJNO. I'm Joel Malkin here with uh, Chef David Pantone, the dean at Lincoln Culinary Institute. Uh, we have Tim Lipman, the chef slash owner. We'll call you Slash. That's that? fine. Like I the like guy that. from Guns N' Roses, I right? like that. Uh, okay. uh, it's a yeah, cool yeah. Horse. <laughs> hey, that's my Horse. That's my wife's favorite uh, awesome. band member. There you go. Yeah. Uh, culinary Cafe in Palm Beach Gardens, not to be confused with Jupiter. It's right across. So you could walk to Jupiter from your restaurant in about five seconds. Uh, they're on Donald Ross Road. Um, and, and by the way, what's cooking at chefpantone.com? If you ever have a question about what you hear on the show, uh, or just go to chefpantone.com and you'll find the full recipes we talk about every week on the show. Uh, you can also uh, listen back to the show. If you missed any part of the show, you can go back there. We have the podcast right. up. And or you can uh, download the podcast through iTunes. Yeah, that you can do that fancy, too. There it? you go. Yeah. Hey. Um, and, and find out about Lincoln Culinary Institute as well, which is uh, right there on uh, 45th Street just on the west side of I-95. I want to talk a little more about Culinary Cafe uh, with you, Tim. Um, you said the menu items change uh, twice a day, and, and for that reason, obviously, we didn't bring a menu officially in here because you don't have one. It's not like McDonald's, you know, where you got the menu and it's no, going to stay no, that for way. For the record, it's right. not like McDonald's. Well, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Right. Or, any, uh, we, or any we, other chain restaurant. Well, so, so we do actually have a seasonal menu that, that will change Roughly every three to four months. Okay. Um, and then we have our specials menu that will change twice a day. So there okay. are some things that you can find on there, some some old favorites that next time you come back, you might be able to so find. So let's talk about some of these uh, menu items here. I'm looking at a list. Uh, brisket Chuck Short Rib Burger. And the first thing that I'm noticing, uh, 
as a uh, man of Jewish faith here uh, is the challah bun. And I, I have to give you credit for uh, actually writing challah and not uh, egg bread. Egg bread. Never forget living in Tampa when I was a kid and we had moved from South Florida. And my mom pointed out, egg bread, this is challah. What are they talking about, egg bread? <laughs> yeah, she yeah. took it so offensively. <laughs> right. Um, but this is – so this has – this is a short rib burger. So you make a burger out of short rib. And this is – I mean, this is not what you normally make a burger out of. I mean, most people don't, right? Yeah, no, definitely not. Um, you know, the burgers have kind of gotten a bad rap in, in, mm-hmm. in the past. And, and there's definitely this push for the more quality cut meats. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the brisket chuck short rib, what it really provides, in, in my opinion, is just a much meatier burger. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the beef itself is they're, they're coming from, from actual cuts of beef. Uh, we use Creekstone Farms out of Kansas that does a fantastic program out there. They're three-quarter grass-fed, finished on grain, uh, which which I believe you got to have a little bit of grain. Um and just it's such a, a deep, rich flavor. And a custom blend between the brisket, the chuck, and the short rib. Each one adds a different texture, a uh, little bit yeah. of different flavor. Can you tell us the percentages of each? Uh, it's about equal. It's oh, about okay. equal. I didn't so know you were going to tell us. Yeah, no, no, no. It's I about, it, 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 it's about you know, yeah. It's, um, <laughs> each of these it, it, it is a custom <laughs> blend, but, you know, it, it's it, it's yeah. tricky every time, you know. Of course, you yeah. have something called a rabbit sausage and noodles. This, this is this is not rabbit. No, right? it's not real rabbit. It's of course it of is. Of course, yeah, it's it real rabbit. Yeah, yeah. That's a silly question. You're eating thumper. You know. Re- re- remember the the, the, <laughs> yes. the main the main thing about this show, honest, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. It, it's definitely fresh. rabbit. It, it's a rabbit sausage made with white wine, Dijon mustard. So the idea of this dish kind of started. Um, my wife and I love Asian food. Mm. We love ramens. We love pho. Uh, any of those brothy noodle type yeah. dishes, we, we really, really enjoy. And so that's kind of where the idea of this dish came from. And then we took the rabbit sausage, which you're not going to find a whole lot in Asian cuisines, and we kind of turned it into like this like Tuscan-inspired. Mm. So it's got Castelvetrano olives and lots of lemon and roasted garlic, broccoli, mushrooms, very brothy, very light. Got a great little acidic note to go with that kind of fatty sausage that you got in there. Yeah, Chef Pantone's um, getting oh, excited. So I'm looking at him over here. He's foaming at the mouth. <laughs> it's definitely one of my favorite dishes on the menu right now. <laughs> yeah, that sounds fantastic. Uh, yeah. Lamb meatball risotto. Lamb meatball risotto. So we take a whole leg of lamb, American lamb, and uh, we, we grind it down. And we season it with some of the more kind of traditional type flavors. Uh uh, lots of cumin and mm. coriander's, uh, garlic. Middle East? Yes. There you go. Yes, yes. So then we do a risotto with barley. So the mm-hmm. barley imparts this really light texture. Yeah. Uh, barley, being being the whole grain that it is, always kind of maintains it, it a, a great little chewiness, chewiness to it. Um, but then at the same time, you're going to eat it, and it's lighter. So it's not like that traditional arborio rice that you're getting in a risotto that by the time you're done with this, just like this big brick in your belly. Mm. A delicious brick, but a, a brick. A delicious brick, no doubt. But um, So it won't have all the starchiness to it. Exactly, nice. exactly. The starch is, is pretty much mostly cooked out of it. Yeah. So it, it's a great little light version of a risotto mm-hmm. uh, with the lamb meatballs. We finish it with a little squeeze of lime and, and some fresh bell peppers. If you want a pizza, <laughs> uh, and, and I think this is one of the things you ate, Chef, I right? Had you have a char-grilled pizza. pizza. Is this what you had with the arugula, the dry-cured ham, 
oven dried yeah, tomato. Yeah, I have last Thursday? There was uh, was it prosciutto on there? Was it or dried ham on there? There was uh, some green was, olives uh, on there. It was a serrano with the, the Casa del Tronos. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Um, another dry cured ham. Uh, obviously, we make our pizza dough in house, and then as opposed to cooking it into a uh, big, you know, super hot pizza oven, uh, we actually grill them. Yeah. So we we turn the grill on. You know, a, six, a, a little bit lower. You grill. There you go. <laughs> the five you things go. That, uh, <laughs> we grilled DiGiorno pizza. On oh, the that's, oh that's, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. No, you definitely need a fresh <laughs> dough because kind of you know the the reaction yeah. between the fresh dough that beautiful elasticity and and yeah. pops of air into it. We throw it over the open flame. Gives it a great crispy exterior, nice chewy interior. Top it with a dried ham, arugula again, Casavotrano olives, which some of you don't they know it, it's it, it's a very buttery olive yeah, not they, very salty at all that went so great um, with the serrano very very good and it helped for a classic chef panto move it's when i come home i brought all the food home right and brought home a half a pizza yeah like, yeah yeah eat it in the car the, where's the other well yeah that was research yeah typically mine doesn't even make it to the <laughs> yeah. house uh, some some of the other stuff i just want to go so i want to move on and get to some more stuff about you okay. but um just a couple of more of your items you have some seafood items uh including uh uh one i'm not going to attempt to say the name of it but you have shrimp fish crab uh hominy sweet peppers and potato what is that called uh, the seafood pasole verde pasole verde okay that's it and then you've got the um uh, You've got the pan-seared uh, uh, local mutton snapper. That's a, I'm, I'm guessing the that's a locally acquired fish. Yes, yes. Okay, we're going to talk more about that, uh, uh, where you get some of your products from and, and whatnot in a second. If, if you could make a dish right this second. Right this second. What would it be? Uh, right this second, I'm working on a uh, house-made duck summer sausage. So I, I've I've got an event coming up where I have I'm doing an auction dinner with a uh, nonprofit that I'm part of, No Kid Hungry. We're doing an auction dinner that's going to be focused around white truffles, and uh, so it's like saying all the magic words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I'm working on a canapé dish that's that's fun at the same time. You know, white truffles typically are very very classic and yeah. very. Lots of risotto, lots of butter, lots of heavy kind of, mm-hmm. you know, very richness. White. So right. I really want to change the whole pace with it. So I'm working on this house smoked duck summer sausage with the truffled pimento cheese. And uh, we'll, 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 we'll see driving, what happens there. You're driving chef crazy here. <laughs> the guy William Shakespeare or something like that. Yeah. He wasn't so good. Don't forget the pickled figs. Oh, poetry <laughs> that you're saying to me now. Tim Lipman uh, from Culinary Cafe, also a graduate oh, at uh, Lincoln Culinary Institute. <laughs> um, speak, you, you've got a thing for sausage. I mean, you've, you've got a lot of sausage on the menu. You're talking about making this sausage. Um, so speaking of sausage, the uh, Cochon 555, uh, you took part in that with uh, our old friend Lindsay. Oh, well, she's not old, but she's our friend. And uh, Anyway, um, Lindsay Autry was on here several weeks ago, and uh, you guys were uh, were taking part together, and I guess three other chefs. Yep. Uh, in the uh, Kashan five five five, and that was also that was was that for No Kid Hungry? Uh, no, Kashan Kashan five 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 is a, a separate organization that brings awareness to uh, utilization of small farms and heritage breed pigs. Okay, all right, all right, that's it. And then the and no, they but, won but, the regional yeah. championship and are headed to Aspen. Headed to Aspen right next on. month. Yeah, very excited. My first trip to Colorado. 
What was the line from Dumb and Dumber when they mention Aspen and they say, oh, I've never been out of the country or something? Like that. <laughs> funny. Love that movie. Aspen. Um, the, the first one, not uh, not the, the well, well, the last one wasn't so bad. Um, yeah, let's get into the main course now. Could you talk about that? Uh, the Chef's Daily Special. Um, and it is actually, it's Culinary Cafe's, uh, That's this is your motto, right? Honest, fresh, simple, refined? Absolutely. What does that mean in, in, when you cut it to its core? Well, you know, when we were thinking of, the, uh, the like you said, the core, the core idea of the restaurant, Honest, fresh, simple, refined. You know, be honest with yourself. Be honest with the customers. Be honest with what it is that you're trying to do. Uh, let products speak for themselves. Uh, fresh, obviously, that, that's pretty self-explanatory. We only deal with fresh product here. Um, I I don't have a freezer. I don't barely have you any don't dry have a storage freezer at all. Huh? You know, we, we we've got this little tiny. Uh, I mean, it's about the size of this. Right. You know, we. Um, don't really do much with it. Most of the time, we're just freezing fat back so that we can make more sausage. <laughs> All right. Um, so because it's about the taste and it's yeah. about the food. It's yeah. not about you, Tim. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's, absolutely. It's not about us. Um, simple. You know, keep everything simple. Yeah. Reel it in. Have some fun with it, um, but don't 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 overdo it. Basically, mm-hmm. and then refined is is just the whole idea of taking, like I just mentioned, the summer sausage. Everybody knows summer sausage. Yeah. Been eating it since we were kids. So let's take that product, just refine it just a little bit. Yeah. It's still very simple. It's still a lot of fun. Just slightly refined to uh, bring forth to a, uh, in this case, a good cause. And now your relationship with your vendors and your farmers. I'm, I'm looking at a list here of uh, many of the vendors that you work with, and it looks like more often than not, you're you're going local. Um, man, maybe you go as far as, uh, what is that? Okoy? That's in central Florida, yep. right? Yep. Um, but, uh, I don't know where Hawthorne is, but it's, I know it's somewhere here in the state, right? But, uh, that's your Cypress Point, uh, Creamery in Hawthorne. Uh, Hawthorne's actually Georgia. Oh, is that Georgia? Yep. Okay. Yep. Well, not too far, right? No. Uh, you got, uh, Kai Kai Farms in, uh, Indian Town, and, uh, I'm familiar with, uh, with that, with those, uh, folks over there as well. Uh, you get your, uh, you work with Bush Brothers Provisions. What, what do you get from them in Riviera? Bush Brothers, they help me access some of the meats and stuff that we do, um, uh, like the Creekstone Farms. That, that's actually out of Kansas. Um, you know, we do try to stay local as, as much as we can. Uh, there's a couple of things that come along with sourcing products. Local is one of them. Um, you know, that that's always going to be important. Mm-hmm. You know, our footprint, uh, supporting the local community, supporting sure. the, the local uh you know, from the artisan makers like Importicos to the local growers, things like that. Um, but there's some other things that come along with it. Quality, obviously, has to be something. Um, and then uh, relationships. I, I, I really prefer to be able to build a relationship with, with these vendors, with these farmers, with these the growers, the ranchers, everybody. If I can't really build that relationship with you, then we're kind of losing a little yeah. bit more of the idea. This is a community here. And if there's never anybody that I can talk with or, or you know, step onto your farm and see your operation. And they can step into your restaurant. Without a and doubt. have dinner right there, lunch right there with yep. their food. That's the community part. That's beautiful. Yeah. All right. We're going to come right back after this and uh, uh, continue with uh, Chef Tim Lippman, the owner and chef at uh, Culinary Cafe, the uh, coolest, coolest restaurant name in the world, I think. Uh, we'll be right back on What's Cooking Palm Beach. Get on your way to a new healthcare career with Lincoln College of Technology. Earn your associate's degree in nursing at their West Palm Beach campus. Learn the skills healthcare employers are looking for and prepare for a new career where you'll have a direct impact on patient care. Their industry contacts can help you launch a new career after graduation. 
graduation. Visit LincolnEDU.com today for student consumer information and to schedule a campus tour. LincolnEDU.com, student-centered training for careers that build America. Welcome back. It's What's Cooking Palm Beach on WJNO. Joel Malkin with Chef David Pantone from Lincoln Culinary Institute and uh, chef owner of Culinary Cafe in Palm Beach Gardens, uh, Tim Lippman here with us. Um, and, you know, just real quick before we move on to our side dish and intermezzo, we're talking about uh, uh, honest, fresh, simple, refined, Tim, and all of the uh, – uh, that's your, your slogan, your motto, you live by and work by. Uh, and, and all of your – shout-out to all of your vendors that you use, all mostly here in town. Um, it's craft – cuisine craft cooking but you you also have the craft beers and and you get those from what to Cuesta brewing and the twisted trunk brewery just uh, opened in gardens near you yeah absolutely uh so uh, to Cuesta brewing's been around for quite some time now mm-hmm. um you know my buddies fran and matt over there they do such a great job and and uh finally expanded down to our end of the town with with twisted trunk beautiful new build out uh, different beers so that that's also a, a plus side, I think. Um, you know, I love the old Chancellor and Gnarly Barley, everything that they have up there. But coming down into Palm Beach Gardens, they've got a different lineup. And right, nice. you know what? They just continuously get better and better at what they do. Uh, the the beers are always great. Uh, like I said, the build out's beautiful, a little bit more spacious, a little bit more open. Um, and, and, yeah, they're killing it down there, killing it. And you Absolutely also feature Oceana Coffee. Ocean and Coffee, yep. Coffee local, right. local roasters. Scott and Amy, and Scott was a uh, guest on the show as a telephone interview. Yeah, nice. Amazing yeah. coffee. I'll tell you what, Scott, guy's a genius. Yeah, he, he, he does all of our work on all of the machines. And uh, I don't know if he ever touched on this. His, his first roaster was an old kettle corn machine that he was roasting <laughs> coffee in. Wow. And, and he modified it to roast coffee. It was amazing. That is so cool. Uh, Tim, you were uh, talking earlier, you kind of briefly mentioned uh, No Kid Hungry. And I know uh, we had uh, uh, Chef Lindsay Autry here and uh, something that you you were involved in with her as well and some other some other guests that we've had here as well. Sure. Um, what else Adam is, what's Black, going on with Isaac, that? Yeah, what's Cerny. going on? You guys are auctioning each other off. Is that what's going on? <laughs> uh, well, yeah. So the, <laughs> this past um, this past month, we, we had our fundraiser here at the Kravitz Center, which is always a great turnout. Um, and, uh, one of the things that we did this year is we auctioned off all the chef chairs, which is, uh, myself, Lindsay Autry, Clay Conley, Abu Khan, and, and Zach Bell of Addison Reserve and, uh, all great chefs, all great people. Um, honestly, it, it's an honor for me to work with them and, uh, auctioned ourselves off. We were able to get $12,000 for a dinner right on. and we actually ended up getting two dinners at $12,000. We, we should stress they auctioned off the, themselves as, as chefs, as not, chefs, not, as, as not chefs. for dates, <laughs> whatever for dates. it takes. Cause, yeah. Cause, yeah. uh, chef no uh, Lindsay would have killed the, 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 the other guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No <laughs> doubt. No doubt. Yeah. De- definitely, uh, for food, <laughs> but you know what? It, it's a good cause. No kid hungry it, it, and, and Pantone touched on it, whatever it takes, you know, uh, no Kid Hungry is a or- nonprofit organization aimed at ending childhood hunger in America. Um, a lot of hungry kids out there, and uh, it- it's a little disturbing. But um, you know, we've got some great things coming up. We're making big changes, pushing through great legislation. I actually have a dinner coming up 
also out in Portland, uh, Irving Street Kitchen. Portland, with, Oregon, yeah. Portland, Oregon. Uh, Irving Street Kitchen, Sarah Shepherd. Mm-hmm. Uh, worked for the d- great Danny Meyer for quite some time. Uh, so we're doing a big dinner out there called a No Kid Hungry Dinner in October. Very excited for this. Uh, another first trip of mine out Excellent. to the West Coast. My wife and I have been talking about it for quite some time. All right, um, let's move on to the side dish, uh, Tales from the Chef's Table. Better with bacon. I think that pretty much says it all, right? We don't need to go any further, right? We'll go just an inch further. Okay, Okay. I got inspired, right? I always wanted to make bacon. I had never made bacon before, right? I'm doing this 38 years. I never made bacon before. So I got a pork belly from Bush Brothers, and I uh, cut it into three pieces, and I dry cured two of it, dry rubbed two of it, and I wet brined one of them and smoked them in three different ways and just had a bacon palooza and had a good time with it. Then on Mother's Day, my first bacon was finished, so I made a beautiful farm-fresh eggs and bacon and beautiful green salad and toasted bread and stuff, beautiful bacon on top of it, and sent a picture to my wife because she was out of town, so she didn't get it, and she's a vegetarian too, so... It was like the best Mother's Day <laughs> breakfast I ever had. <laughs> then we featured some in the Cafe Protégé on a pan-roasted codfish with a sriracha. I had some sriracha in the bacon flavoring, a sriracha foam. And then a couple nights ago, I did my last piece of bacon with uh, bacon and maple milkshakes. And, oh, uh, wow. turned out pretty good. Nice. Yeah, I'm nice. done with bacon. My next inspiration just I'm came from Tim Lippman this morning, corn cobs and corn husks. So... I'm going to dig deep into corn cobs and corn husks. I'm going to be done with bacon as soon as I pick this piece of bacon off of this uh, bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich that uh, Tim brought over from Culinary Cafe. Um, All right, the intermezzo question from a listener. Al from Port St. Lucie wrote in to what's cooking at chefpantone.com. What is the best cheese to use when making mac and cheese? Yeah, so the first thing I did, I wrote back to Al and asked him what his favorite was, and he says he likes the powdered cheese that comes in the Trader Joe's package. <laughs> so I knew where my baseline was. Okay, oh, wow. but Trader Joe's is pretty good stuff. So yeah. for it, okay, good, got Al, okay, good. And then, uh, then I had to figure out what's my favorite, and I guess... You know, I make a lot of different kind of mac and cheese, and sometimes they might feature lobster. Sometimes they might feature mushrooms. They'll have something different in there, and I have to change the cheese every time I change that ingredient. How about you, Chef? Uh, well, you know what? I'll tell you a little secret. What I like to do, I always try to use some sort of a really soft tree cheese, like like yeah. a triple cream yeah. or a cream cheese. I use uh, from Sweetgrass Dairy, their, their Little Moo Moo. Uh, which is a uh, uh, very similar to like a cream cheese. He said little moo moo. You know, and, okay. <laughs> just want to make and, sure. And uh, you know what? It helps create that creaminess texture right. that a lot of people miss, you know. Um, so that that's kind of a little secret that I like to use, mm. but a, a good aged cheddar, yeah. not too many years on it, maybe a two-year, mm-hmm. I'm ecstatic about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I like the cream cheese. I put some cream cheese in there too. I usually have a little Gruyere there you go. and uh, a farmhouse cheddar I like nice. too, which is a more fresh one. Yep. Farmhouse, yep. I make my own sometimes for 30 days. I can't go up to a year or two years. I'm right, just not right, that patient. right. I have to right. eat it after 30 days. You know, it'll get too dry too, and it doesn't like to melt very well. Exactly. So that's why I like just a little bit of age, but still some moisture content mm. in it. Nice. And I'm and I'm a craft mac and cheese guy, but that's just me. Maybe Al Al recommends that you try the Trader Joe's yeah, mac and cheese. I do and like Trader Joe's? Just okay. give it a little shot there. All right, we'll give that a shot. All right, we're going to come back and uh, wrap up the show. We've got the dessert news and events going on. It's what's cooking Palm Beach. 
Is the kitchen your favorite room in the house? Does a career doing what you love sound appetizing to you? Lincoln Culinary Institute, a division of Lincoln College of Technology in West Palm Beach, has your recipe for success. In their campus restaurant, you can train to turn your passion for cooking into a delicious new career. Visit lincolnculinary.com for student consumer information and to schedule a campus tour. That's lincolnculinary.com. Visit them today. Welcome back once again. It's What's Cooking Palm Beach. Joel Malkin with Chef Pantone from Lincoln Culinary Institute. Uh, Tim Lippman, chef and owner of Culinary Cafe. Uh, one, one quick time, just tell us how to find you online again at the Culinary Cafe in Palm Beach Gardens. Culinarycafe.com uh, on the regular web. We also have a Twitter handle, Culinary Cafe, uh, Facebook, and Instagram, all Culinary Cafe. And that's cool with us. a C-O-O-L in every cafe. We, we, we do post the menus every day, too. Oh, there you go. So check that out. Um, all right, let's do our desserts. It's news and events uh, going on. There was a, a, an anti-GMO march in Wellington, the GMOs we've talked about on the show before. Sure. How about that? We're talking about GMOs. Usually we're talking about in Washington, D.C. or Manhattan or California. So this is right in our backyard, Wellington. I just love to see that we have people who are interested in knowing what's in their food. Yeah. You get to make the decision whether you want to eat it or not or if it's good or bad. The goal of this show, since about education, is you should know. That's all. What you do with it, that's your business. And those are GMOs, of course, for those who don't know, it's genetically modified ingredients. So this is a genetically modified food, essentially. And, and Chipotle, meanwhile, is saying it has completed uh, phasing out the GMOs from its food. Uh, about 92% of consumers, according to this article, believe that uh, GMOs should be labeled. And that's what you're saying, Chef, yeah. is that you, you want it's to know labeled, what it is. It's labeled. You get to read the label. You make the decision. But right. Chipotle, right, they are kind of cutting edge on the uh, mm. fast food or quick serve. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they're taking them all up. Transparency is key, right? Exactly. Let me know. I'll make my own decision. I'm a big boy. Yep. Um, today, 5th Annual Deerfield Beach Wine and Food Festival is going on at Quiet Waters Park in Deerfield. If uh, that's something you want to check out, that's one of the food events going on around town. Uh, you wanted to give a shout out to Florida Food and Farm Magazine. Florida Food and Farm Magazine, awesome new publication. You can see them at www.floridafoodandfarm.com or their Facebook or their Twitter or their uh Pinterest, 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 Pinterest. Yeah, yeah I'm Pinterest. not on that one yet. Well, uh, you're not savvy yet. Okay, we'll get yeah, you. Not up on to that speed. one, we'll but I'm okay with it. <laughs> um, Great I'll, food, farm local, everything that uh, Tim Lipman's restaurant is all about: honesty, integrity, beautiful stuff. You find a lot of these farms in that magazine. Yes. Yep. A lot yep. of the ones yep. that serve yep. the uh, link, the uh, culinary cafe. Um, hey, new classes are starting. When you have June eighth, come and join us. If you have a friend, a family member who's passionate about cooking, who wants to have a career, who's just crazy like Jeff Lipman and I are. <laughs> Send them to see me. Give me a call at 1-800-TOP-CHEF. You had it first. I had Top that chef. first. Yeah, before there was a show, there was a 1-800-TOP-CHEF. to talk to you about it. Lincoln Culinary Institute. all day long about it. That's kind of like <laughs> our <Definitely>. favorite subject. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You also have the community cooking courses, too, so you could uh, check out more on that. Uh, and go to chefpantone.com if you want any information on this show, any of the uh, any of the recipes. Uh, we have information on Culinary Cafe there, too, sure. I believe. And uh, also, of course, about Lincoln Culinary Institute, just go to chefpantone.com for all of that uh chef mr chef mr lipman tim what do you prefer uh you just call me tim i'm, tim. I'm, I'm happy with that <laughs> from culinary you can cafe. never go wrong with chef 
Hey, yeah. shout out to your wife. What's her name? My name is uh, her name's Jen. Sorry. All right, Jen. Yeah. Shout out to Jen because I know she does probably sixty percent of the work for you. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say by <laughs> a little bit more than that. <laughs> All right. Uh, so thanks again for being a part of the show today. We uh, appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Hey, be sure to join us again next week in the What's Cooking Kitchen. We'll have another great guest in here, and, I'll, and more importantly, I'll have some free food to chow down on. So <laughs> thank you. Happy cooking and bon appetit. You've been listening to What's Cooking Palm Beach with Chef David Pantone, Dean of the Lincoln Culinary Institute in West Palm Beach. Tune in and find out what's cooking Saturdays from 1 till 2 p.m. on News Radio 1290 WJNO. If you have any questions or ideas on a topic, please email what's cooking at chefpantone.com. That's P A N T O N E.com. What's Cooking Palm Beach, sponsored by Lincoln Culinary Institute, a division of Lincoln College of Technology. 